You're listening to Marketing and Mocktails with Manal Sampat, a previously recorded Facebook Live episode inside the group Marketing and Mocktails with Manal, where dental professionals discuss, share, and learn about dental marketing. Manal Sampat is an entrepreneur, speaker, healthcare provider, and enthusiastic shoe lover. She's been featured in the Huffington Post, Dentistry IQ, Forbes, the Guinness Book of World Records, and more. Join her as she discusses marketing, team, business growth with other industry experts. And if you'd like to receive 10 ways to improve your marketing today, simply text the word resources to 38470. Hello! Hey guys! Uh, Welcome to another episode of Marketing and Mocktails with Manal. I am your host, Manal Sampat. Today's a little bit different. I know you're expecting the Thursday night show, but you know what? Things just happened, and I am going to be doing a live show today instead. And the fabulous, the amazing, the very strong, very healthy, <laughs> and very brilliant Dr. <laughs> is with us, and he was very kind to switch up from Thursday to today. So I am super excited that he's here with us. And here's the reason I'm excited. So Dr. Stern just told me that he has been doing this for quite some time. He's been a dentist for quite some time. He has made mistakes. He has conquered mistakes. He is brilliant at what he does. He can pretty much beat you up at the gym because he did a seven-minute plank before he got out of the live show. Let me repeat that. Seven minutes plank before he got out of the live show with me. And he has kind of seen it all. You know, he's in the right age group where he has seen that thriving dentistry where you didn't have that much competition to coming to today where there is a dental office around the corner and there's insurances and there's corporate dentistry and there's social media and there's all these things. He has lived through all of that. So today's show is really a lot about work-life balance, mistakes, uh, the journey of being successful, and most importantly, as cliche as it sounds, the path to happiness. Yeah. Because you have one life to live, and at least you're going to be laughing and smiling, right? What's the point you of laughing and not being happy? So, Dr. Stern, thank you so much for being here. Um, and I'll thank you. It's, uh, I'm, I'm delighted to be here. And uh, I tell you, I... I I got out of the office today and we had a real, one of those real nerve wracking days, very intense. And we still managed to laugh like crazy, even for all the intensity, got out of the office, ran over to the gym where my trainer just beat the living dickens out of me. I had, I got on a call with another dentist just before I hung up and here I am. It's a little, it's approaching bedtime. But man, I'm fired up. I'm so happy to be with you. And I'm really, um, it's just an honor and a privilege to be here talking to you because you, you are something. You really are something also. Well, you know what? Thank you for being here. I'm super excited that people are coming in and watching right now. I see we're getting some viewers. Sean says hello. hello. Oh, Sean, what's happening, buddy? Sean? Says, yeah, Sean Pierre says hello. He says hi, Alan and Manal. So he's watching right now. Sean, get down and start planking now, buddy. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, if you guys are watching right now, I need you to tell me who you are and let us know where you're watching from because I'm using Be Live and Be Live doesn't tell me who all is watching. So I'm looking out for you guys. And as usual, encourage questions, encourage engagement. This is why this is a casual, fun show. So 
Dr. Stern, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us your story. All right, so I graduated uh, dental school in, you ready? You sitting down? Yes. 1981. Oh, okay. No nonsense from you, young, youngster. I graduated in 81. And that was a very interesting time because in the early 80s, people were starting to catch on that they don't have to do what the doctor orders them to do. Not only that, but this whole thing called consumerism was catching on. Advertising was catching on. And, you know, back in the early 80s, the guys who were advertising, just when it became legal, were renegades. They were, they were pariahs in the conventional dental community. And I was trained that way. I was trained very conventionally. So this whole advertising thing really made me uncomfortable. I didn't want to do it. I thought it was unprofessional. And for many years, I refused. I worked for somebody for five years. I opened my practice on my own in a saturated area, of course, because that's where the, the nicer places to live have a lot of dentists. And I had no idea how to handle competition, none. But somehow our office grew. My wife and I opened it together uh, in 1987. And we have managed to keep it rolling and we are still standing. In the 32 years that we've been practicing, I am proud to tell you that I have made just about every mistake in the book. I can detail, I can start telling a story and if there's any dentists out there, they're gonna say, oh, I can't believe you did that. How stupid. <laughs> and, and you know, I went in, I made these decisions with the intent of making myself better and making life better for the people I take care of. And I woke up one morning and I realized that some of the decisions I made and some of the advice that I took was not doing me a heck of a lot of good. I woke up one morning a couple of hundred thousand dollars of debt with no increase in income to pay for it. And before we start saying poor, poor, pitiful me, um, which is what I was thinking back then, it taught me a tremendous lesson. And it brought me to this point here in my life where not only is my practice doing fine, but I know I can carry that message out because we I've learned in 32 years, we got a great profession. We have abilities that very few people have. We can make, we can change people's lives in so many different ways. All we gotta do is focus on it. And please, for God's sake, have a little fun doing it. We can laugh, we can smile, we can feel fulfillment in this very challenging under siege profession. <laughs> that's rapidly becoming a regulated trade but we can still maintain our professional identity, our professional integrity, and grow and learn. We can do that, and we can't lose our focus on that. You know, it's so hard, right? Um, you know, it's so hard when, um, you know, I, I had Frank King, who was a guest for our show yeah. last week, and Frank King is a comedian, He's written for the oh, Tonight yes. Show. He's, uh, you know, he's a, uh, I mean, he has credentials out anything. I mean, he's a TEDx talker, like, you know, he's a TEDx speaker. And, but the, the thing that Frank King does is that he actually speaks 
on suicide prevention, okay? Mm -hmm. And he actually goes into different parts of mental health. Yes. Um, he's a comedian, which is so ironic that you have a comedian doing that. But, you know, think about Robin Williams, you think about all these people mm -hmm. who have uh, laughter in their lives, but sometimes they don't just simply have that balance. Yes. And Frank King mentioned to me in our in our show that you know dentists are in the top ten suicide rate. Top two. That is scary. Yeah. Um, Frank is on my list of people to call. I've been in touch with him, and Frank, if you're listening, I'm coming, buddy. <laughs> um, we had, if I may, take a sobering moment. Um, so everybody, just sit down, take a deep breath. Um, back in, yeah, there you, <laughs> there you go. Marketing mocktails and mantras with Minnow. Uh, <laughs> we had back in night in 2013, I went into my office and I do what every dentist does when they first, every conscientious dentist who's really an involved owner and really intense in their practice. I did what everyone does. I turned on my Facebook feed. That's what we do. And I turned it on and all of a sudden, across my desk comes a picture of an incredible dentist I know, Andrea Bierman. She was from Kansas City, brilliant woman, had everything. She's the type of woman, she walked into a room and the room stopped. Everybody wanted to know what Andrea was thinking and doing, this dynamic gal. And across my Facebook feed came RIP, my friend. Andrea had so much pain in her life that nobody knew about. And the only way she saw out of her pain was to take her own life at age 34. It was a shocking moment for me. And I contacted a mutual friend out in Kansas City, my good friend, Jim Otten. And Jim and I decided to do a tribute to Andrea's life and we did a research project on depression and suicide in dentistry. And what we learned was that in fact, what we thought was a wives tale back in the day in the eighties is actually true that dentists are very much at risk for depression. And we are number two behind police officers and soldiers at that risk. What we have to understand is that we in dentistry are trained that if something isn't perfect, it's not worthy. And that is fake news. You, Minal, are not perfect. I am not perfect. You listeners out there, those of you honoring us with your time this evening, you're not perfect, get over it. It doesn't mean you're not worthy of praise, love, growth, and everything that the American dream is, which is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Our work, the work that we do as dentists, is an attempt, well, if you're a religious person or not, you are either trying to replicate God's work or nature's work, and you can't do that exactly. So you, you are going to find flaw in everything you do. And you're gonna see recall patients. You're gonna see people where your work is not 100%. And what we are inclined to do is beat ourselves up over it. No, right. no. What I learned after decades of beating myself up 
and thank God I'm standing. I was not clinically depressed. I was not thinking of those horrible things, but I was beating the dickens out of myself every single day. Just be a little better tomorrow than you are today. That's all you have to do. Somebody told me once that a dental license is merely a license to take continuing ed courses. And you know what? The happiest dentists that I know are guys and gals who are growing constantly, learning constantly, becoming better. That's the key. Just be a little better tomorrow than you are today. And that's the foundation on which you can find happiness in, in this thing, this changing, stressful, crazy thing that we call dentistry, that we went into with the intent of making people's lives better. Don't lose focus on that. You can do that, you can be happy. You know, and this kind of reminds me, I am married to a physician. My husband's an MD. Um, you know, and we knew each other many, we've been together for many, many years. We've been you know, together for a very long time and we got married almost five years ago. So we've been together together for a really long time as well. So we knew each other when he wanted to be a cop uh -huh. and a psychologist and I wanted to be a fashion designer. So we know each other from a long time and how things have changed. Yeah. But there was one thing that we both always tried to do was perspective. Yeah. Because perspective is very, very important. Your problem is only as big as you make it. Correct. Okay. It's all about on how you do that. So for example, there would be some days when I first started and you know, you have, I told you I'm in my early thirties and uh, when I first started my first company, so I have multiple companies, my first company was in my twenties, you know? So when I first started the company, you want to give it your all. You have late, late days. I mean, you know, I was working constantly. I was trying to market. I was trying to get people. I was trying to be taken seriously in the industry. And like you said, none of us are perfect. That's right. The, simple truth, the only simple truth in life, except the fact that you will one day pass, is that you are not perfect. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, I remember once coming in and, you know, just having one of those rough days and just talking to my husband and saying, you won't believe what happened, X, Y, and yeah. Z, marketing, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and I'm going on and on and on and on and on. And, you know, my husband sits down um, and, you know, this is when he had medical school and residency and all that's going on. And he's like, you know, he's like, I was in training today and a patient died. Wow. And the patient was in their 20s. Wow. Boom. Perspective. Yes. All of those problems that I was having that day, those incredibly minute, ridiculous problems that I was thinking of in marketing all day, pretty much disappeared and said, well, holy crap, somebody yeah. in their 20s lost their life today. That's right. And you know what? We see it, and I'm sure you see it in your travels. There, there is a mindset out there. Uh, where people see themselves as victims. You yes. see the time we run in, in dentistry and, and not in dentistry. And really what I've learned, and I've make no mistake about it, I learned it the hard way. Because just like you, I would come home and I say, oh my goodness, that person I was treating got mad at me. Or, oh no, that root canal was a millimeter short. I don't do root canals anymore. I got smart. But, you know, 
or, or, oh my God, the root canal failed. Mm. The world is coming to an end. Fake news. Fake news. We can't let our problems define us. Absolutely. I, I got a lot of this from Brene Brown. Uh, what an, uh, anything by Brene Brown is worth immersing yourself into. But if you allow your problems to challenge you and, to, and you embrace them, you look your issues in the eye, mm. embrace them, and look at them as opportunities to grow and enjoy the process of conquering whatever it is. I have no problem telling you or anybody else that not that long ago in my 50s, I was looking at some financial realities that were pretty ugly. Right. And you mentioned that because you mentioned in, um, you know, you know, and again, it is a marketing show. So, guys, I know it become a heavy topic. We will be talking about marketing. But we'll, we'll, I, get there. We'll, get. we'll get there. But, you know, life is very interesting. And you, you and said I'll keep me on the straight and narrow here because uh, I can go off on this stuff. <laughs> well, no, because, you know, we're getting a lot of comments, actually. And uh, Susan, Rhonda, Dino, Sidra, Anissa, Tiffany. Uh, Marianne, I'm seeing all your comments, Sean, I'm seeing all your comments, please keep them coming through and I will go through every one of those comments as well. But anybody get mad at me yet? Nobody's getting mad. They're all with you. And they're saying that perfection is a myth, uh, is a myth. Um, it's a lie. I'm getting here that perfection is a killer. Uh, yes. ways, you know, so I'm, we're getting a lot of things where people are understanding putting yourself to be perfect or imagining yourself to be perfect is really a roadblock. I mean, you know, we, we, we can discuss that forever. Here's, here's just a trite one for, for you. Expectations are just disappointments waiting to happen. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, so. you know, it's, it's very, it's very true. And, yeah. You know, going back to what you said earlier was, you know, when you had the struggles going on because you've been practicing for so long. What are some of the mistakes that you see happening? Like, what is it that you will tell, especially dentists to stay away from? All right, let's, let's, let's work our way up to marketing. And just let me start with one thing. And then this will work up to marketing. What is your why? You know, we hang up our shingle. We're, we think we're going to hang up a shingle and people will bust our doors down and we're going to do everything for everyone and, and the world is going to be happier. And that those days are gone, but they're, but they're gone and they've surrendered to days that could be much, much better than the old days. But I think the difference is that you have to figure out your why, why are you here? Why did you choose dentistry? What is your reason for being? when you are in that office, whatever hours you might keep. What do you love to do? What do you not like to do? Who do you want on your team? Who do you want as, who do you want to draw into your office? By the way, I have eliminated in, uh, this is true for me. It doesn't have to be true for everybody else. Um, I've eliminated the word patient from my vocabulary because patient says that I'm up here and they're dead. Oh, you can't see that. And they're down there. I just kind of I talk to I talk about people who seek our care, and that's an approach that I take in everything that I do, in every way that I present myself as a dentist, the way I market myself. 
it might, it's not for everybody, but that's my, that's my why. So if you carve out your why, and this is a process, you got to sit down and really work this and you get your team on board and that's a whole nother process. And then you create your mission. You structure your office around those things that you like to do for those people that you like to work on with those people that you like. And it becomes a lot more pleasant. And when you're happy, you're working way more prosperously. Mm. How are you going to get your word out? And that's where your brilliance comes into play. But I think with all respect to the brilliance that, that you bring to the table, I think first thing is you got to be able to communicate that why. If you can't communicate to your marketing agent what the heck you're trying to do and why you're trying to do it, then you're just going to send out a generic message. I'm a dentist, come to me. That ain't going to work. If you can get out into your community, if you have the gumption to get out and do events, and if you have the unmitigated gall to ask people to write a review, to go and, and put something out there to tell their friends, that's your foundation on which to build. Find your why, get a team to build around it, project it, and then get somebody to help you project it on steroids. And then you have your marketing based on your unique principles. If there are 15, there, I can throw a baseball through the window of, of two other dental practices. I could walk to 10 others. Mm. What makes me so special? Well, I kind of figured it out, and that's what I try to blast out there. I, and, and the dentists in my, my condo complex, they're great people. And there's all kinds of, there's a, re, there's a couple of retail places within spitting distance of me, corporate retail places. There are insurance guys, there are private guys. There is a phenomenal prosthodontist near me, phenomenal. So I've got to pick that part of the market that I want to deal with, that I'm good at, that makes me happy, that I want to grow into. And that's how I throw it out. So dentistry has changed, mm. but you got to figure out what you like and you got to figure out what you don't like and don't do it. You know, this uh, brings me back to something that I always say, which is, the best kind of marketing does not look like marketing. Correct. Yeah. That is the best kind of marketing. The way you share that marketing, like how you mentioned your why, and what I translate that to as a marketing strategist is the way you share, you want to share your story. The way you share is we're going to share your why. And like you said, you know, there are so many dentists out there. Let's let's face it. There is so much competition. And that's not going away. And it's not going to go away. And I don't think about that. Right. And Alan, have you ever been to St. Thomas before in the Virgin Islands? Oh, long time ago. Oh, man. We went to St. Thomas and then we boated over to St. John. Oh. Well, yep. what do you remember about 
about St. Thomas except the beautiful beaches. Do you did you ever go to the downtown area of St. Thomas? I remember it vaguely. It was a long time ago. It was when I first opened my practice, and um, I remember it was lively. It was hopping and bopping, and I remember I got my wife a piece of jewelry there, and I didn't really do it on purpose, but I, I went to. I looked at the price of a piece of jewelry. I didn't like it. And the guy came chasing after me. He said, no, no, no. What do you got? I'll take. <laughs> well, you know, I grew up in St. Thomas. Yes. That's, that's my home island. And my parents are jewelers. They oh, don't. Maybe, maybe it was your dad that I found there. It's no. my dad. Who knows? Uh, you know, on, and there's a street called Main Street, which is a downtown area. And Main Street is full of jewelry stores. I've shared the story before on the show, but it's so relevant. And on that street, Alan, they're all jewelers. They're mm -hmm. all jewelers. So imagine if you were a dentist and you are surrounded by competition and you're all located on one street. Mm -hmm. My family doesn't have one, but two stores on that street and they have a third store in the hotel. So my question to you is, I mean, that just almost seems ridiculous. You go to the most saturated area where your competition is completely surrounding you and you sell the same thing that your competition selling. Mm -hmm. Imagine that to you, you're providing dentistry and your competition, a dentist right next to you, sharing a wall on both sides and, yep. and in that, you're surrounded by it. So how is it that my family for decades have been successful selling jewelry on that busy street that everybody sells jewelry on and not only surviving, but thriving. Well, you apparently inherited some pretty good genetics between the ears. That's, the rest of it's pretty good too, but you got some good genetics between those ears, Manel. You differentiate yourself. Right. And you know, that differentiation, and here's, here's the thing, right? The differentiation has nothing to do with, and people are going to start uh, there, some people may not like this, and that's a okay with me. You know, it has nothing to do with how gorgeous your website looks. It has nothing to do with how much money you are spending on your marketing. None of that matters. None of your marketing matters if it does not connect with your ideal audience. Yes. Nothing matters. Okay, I don't care yep. if you have a twenty thousand dollar website or thirty thousand dollar website, whatever it is that you're doing. If it doesn't connect, if your messaging does not connect with the audience, or, not have message, or if your message isn't true to who you are. Yes. You and how many times have you seen that in dentistry? They have this beautiful website, then patients go to their, their clinic and they're like, this is nothing like <laughs> what their website is. And then they leave a horrible review. Look, if you are, if you're if you are Ruth Chris Steakhouse, you're going to sell Ruth Chris. If you're Burger King, you better be selling Burger King. If if you're selling if you're selling Burger King, and you're charging Ruth Chris prices, and you and and you're not and and in that environment, it's not going to work. But it doesn't mean that Burger King is inferior to Ruth Chris. It's a different brand for a different market, a different clientele. And, and the world is big enough for everybody, by the way. Just wanted yeah. to make it out there. The world, we are not saying any is less than the other. The, the world is big enough for the corporate 
corporate practices, the single practice owners, the specialists, the world is big enough for everything, everyone. That's absolutely the point. And that is the point that we dentists sometimes don't get. I cannot comp compete with fill in the blank dental that has 12 chairs and 25 hygienists and five managers and a park ridge in pear tree. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. But what I can do is be better. This competition stuff has the potential to make us better. You think I would have thought to bother to take education or go down the Panky Institute and try to figure this stuff out if it was easy peasy opening up the door and, every, and they're just breaking their door down? And what do you think my level of satisfaction would be? It would be in the dumper if it's not consistent with who I am. So this stupid thing called competition that we hate and resent is really causing us to really figure out who we are, what we want to do, how we want to do it, and then how to get that message out that's unique to ourselves and send it to the world. Because I have something to offer that the, God, that the wonderful ladies across the parking lot for me don't, and vice versa. Exactly. In fact, the, the gals who are in my development, we've gotten together. We're, we're co-owners of the condo. And I've said to both of them, you run short of supplies, come over. You need something, give me a call. And I've actually gone over to one of my colleagues across the way. I, I ran out of, uh, I think I ran out of a bite registration paste. And we just, we just help each other. Right. Not going away. We're not trying to, we shouldn't be trying to put each other down. We prop each other up because when you're better, I'm better. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that success usually comes when you are focused on yourself. And to be better at you than you trying to figure out. And, you know, we live in such a, we live in such a digitally connected world where ding, pings, notifications, emails, live videos, Facebook. I mean, everybody's showing their perfect lives and everybody's showing everything in your competition. You're always like, well, did you see what the competition did? Yeah. You know, X, Y, and Z. Did you see what they're doing? I need to do that too. And I always come down to, and I zone in always in that fact that say, well, first of all, do you need this marketing source? Do you actually need it? Mm -hmm. And second part of it, once you have it, what are you going to do with it? Correct. So many people have Facebook because Facebook, oh, social media, social media, social media. And 80% of those people don't utilize, don't leverage social media. So many of the calls I receive are, well, I have a Facebook page, but there's nothing happening on it. So there is, you know, you need to, first of all, know if you truly need a marketing, mm -hmm. what outlet it is. And then you need to know, okay, well, if I have this marketing outlet, how am I going to leverage it? Because otherwise it's just another annoying task. That's right. To do, and you don't need all the marketing. You don't, you simply don't need all the marketing out there. Mm -hmm. and, that, and the marketing companies could be hating on me right now, but it's the truth. Uh, you don't need all the marketing. You need to focus on the marketing that will put you in front of your ideal audience and patients. What about you? I mean, you've been doing this for such a long time. What have you found to be successful? I tell, I know, I recognize fully that there's, there's a need for some digital presence out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And it's people your age who are fouling it up because you millennials are always online. <laughs> but I, I found me getting out there. I, I have the temperament, I have the personality, and I have the desire to get out in front of people. So I like doing health and wellness events. In my practice, um, I, my practice is about total health and wellness. So I've had shared events with chiropractors, nutritionists, therapists. Um, we do that and we share, we share common ground. For example, I, I like, I love working on fearful patients, fearful people. Use the bad word. I'm not supposed to use that word. But I apprehensive people, I connect really well to them and I can take care of them without drugs. And it takes a long time. I find it some of the most heartwarming work that I do because the dentistry comes at the end of a process of trust building, which is the end of a process of communication, which I love doing. So I had an event. Um, with a local therapist here who's a friend of mine, and we talked about conquering fear. I had another event with her about relationships because in my world, dentistry is about relationships. I had nutritionists because nutrition changed my life. I had an event at my gym with my trainer because exercise changed my life. And I believe that's part of what I can impart to people. So I market myself as a person who's concerned with total well-being. So that's one thing I do. The other thing, and I think you would tell all of your clients with the same passion as you're, you're coming at us right now, ask people for referrals. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. I was trained, oh my God, I was trained stupid. And man, I was proud of being stupid. <laughs> can fix, unlike, unlike the popular myth, you can fix stupid with a little bit of education. So, Doc, anybody out there, I, I don't know if, we, are we looking at a lot of Docs there? Are we looking at a lot of our mutual friends, Manon? Uh, Lindsay, we have Chantel, we have Alia, we have Michelle, we have Jean, we have Joanne, we have Barry. We have a lot, of, we have a good mix of different people going on here. If you're a Doc, if you're a dentist, and you know in your heart that you're delivering something that people deserve and people benefit from, why not ask the people that you're taking care of, hey, you got friends? And don't, if you think they deserve this kind of care that you got, please send them over because we'll take good care of them. If you are in another business, if you're a marketing consultant, why not go to your client and say, hey, if, if you have a colleague who's stumbling, who, who's listing a little bit, set, please send them to me. Because I, if, you, if you're a good enough friend that you think that they deserve the type of care, the type of service that I can give them, send them. I'll take care of them. Because what we all have to offer is something unique and special, and it's not for everybody. We have our own little sections in the marketplace that we are meant for, and that's where we should be honing in, asking for with pride and passion, both personally and digitally in an appropriate way. 
a way that gets that message out that's unique to us. I, you know, with, with referrals, it's very hard, right? Because people are always, like you said, for so many people, they are trained to never ask. Yeah. Almost trained to not market. Almost are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? I am married 42 years. I'm good at begging, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I got no pride anymore, man. I'm on my begging. <laughs> I, I got on the phone this week with a senior dentist and he called me and his goal, Alan, his goal is to just sell the practice. He's like, I don't care about how many new patients I get. I don't, it doesn't even bother me. I am happy. I had my life. I made my money. I am good. I need to sell in the next five years. What mm -hmm. do I do to structure my practice so that I can attract a younger a dentist to buy my practice, mm -hmm. right? And when I said, well, you know, there are certain things that we need to do with marketing. We want to make sure your practice is positioned correctly. What are the, what are your reviews? What are this? And he straight up told me, he's like, I have never marketed in my life. I have, he's like, I grew up in the generation where you don't market, especially if you are a healthcare professional, you don't market, like uh, you know? Yeah, it's like ethical code they had, um, and they don't want to market, and they also believe that patients should just come to them. It's also the mentality of saying, it's okay for a patient to be waiting for 30 minutes to 45 minutes. There was, things have changed, because the yeah. generation has changed, uh, because the people you want to attract to the practice has changed. Like I joke all the time that I don't even buy my shampoo without reading reviews. Forget. <laughs> Forget everything else. I don't, you know, I don't. That's because you have hair for crying out loud. <laughs> this well, is even, just a lost cause. Well, even, you know, even, uh, even restaurants or even, you know, I literally, mm -hmm. anything that we decide on, I go online and I say, okay, well, what are your reviews? What are people saying about you? What are your reviews? Mm -hmm. And I'm a reviewer. I review as well. I review negative and positive. So mm -hmm. people who hate Yelp, I'm a Yelper, guys. I'm uh -oh. a Yelper. Uh-oh, I'm a Yelper. And but... the good side, folks. <laughs> there's but, consequences. You know, but uh, it's so important for you, like you said, to have people talk about you. It, bring, it brings about credibility. Mm -hmm. It also shows that people can trust you. It yeah. also, um, you know, kind of talks about... So with reviews, it in my world, it, it's twofold. Okay, so the first thing is that you really want to have patients who are coming to you all the time write a review about you. So it's for the patients who are writing a review about you. The number one mistake I see here is that for whatever reason, people believe that, oh, I'm getting reviews. They go through this entire process. They train their teams. They ask for reviews. They do this whole thing. They spend money on reviews company. And they don't even say thank you when somebody writes a review. How many times have I gone online, and you, maybe you have as well, you will see businesses and they will very quick, oh, I got a negative review, how do I reply to this negative review, what do I do about this negative review? But you're not taking into the account all the positive reviews and you are yeah. not replying to them. If you, have, if you make me jump through hoops, if I'm getting texts and emails and your team member asking me and you're bombarding me to write your review, Mm -hmm. And I go online and write you a review and you don't even care to just high five me or to like it or to comment on it. 
not cool. It's like sure. somebody, you know, review should be the same thing as a conversation in person. If you come up I to me, note of some kind of right type of acknowledgement, yeah, absolutely. You need to reply to positive and negative reviews, and yeah. you know that is very important. So the part of it is you want to always stay connected to the patients who are writing your reviews. And then the second part of this is the reviews are for your potential patients so that they see right. not only do you have positive reviews, but you are the kind of business that takes time to listen and to see what your reviews are telling you and you actually reply back. You are a business That's, that cares yeah. about customers. Right. And you just taught me something. Are you not replying to all reviews? Well, yeah, but we call them and thank them. Right. We, we're, we're, we're in that way, we're old school. We'll call these people up and thank them. Um, but I was thinking about a point that you made before about your um, senior client. And don't start with me about this senior stuff. But I, I, would, I would tell the gentleman with respect and esteem that when, when we started out in dentistry, some guys were using belt-driven handpieces, mixing silver amalgam with a mortar and pestle. And back when we got home, we actually stood up to change the channel on our black and white TVs by turning a dial. We used rotary phones. The world has changed. Principles are the same. Principles of human decency are the same. Principles of kindness, principles of good dentistry and ethical care. But a lot of the world is not gonna stop changing. We gotta roll with those changes and maintain our principles. We need marketing. We, If we don't get, if you, Doc, don't get your message out, somebody else will. You could be the greatest thing on two feet if nobody knows about it. You're, you're sitting there and you don't, you're not giving what you're giving. So yeah, I, your point is really well taken and you've given me something to think about now. Maybe I need to get back on my reviews and not only call them up, but thank them digitally so that the rest of the world sees that uh, that I'm a grateful guy. That's exactly. a, an excellent point. And you know, I um, I you were at SCN last year. You joined SCN, and uh, my lecture was on how we are how we are more alike than we are different. Yes. Through the generations, right? How we are more alike than we are different. And from a millennial point of view, because I always get into that category, you, she's a millennial, you know, you're every organization <laughs> to join that organization. And I'm quickly labeled millennial. So now I have just accepted that. And I said, yes, I am a millennial. What can right, I do? I'm, you know? I'm from New Jersey. Live with it. Live with it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, was in Jersey. I went to school in Jersey. I was in Jersey for so many years. So. I totally appreciate that and I totally got that. And it's so very true when you change your, again, you go back to perspective, when you change your viewpoint on it and you stop that divide of saying, ooh, baby boomers, millennials, ooh, technology, the old was so good, the new is so bad or the opposite way, but actually find a common ground. It's yeah. incredible what you can do. Yes. It's incredible yes. what you can do when you have technology but the old world kindness and customer service, and you use technology as a as a road. You know, if you're 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 using it as uh, as an asset to just yes. go and deliver your message. That's all but that's changed. I think I, what what I've learned and what 
you are living. I mean, you're, you're the embodiment of this. There is technology, but there's still no substitute for eye to eye contact. There's no substitute for a handshake. There's no substitute for human kindness. And I think those of us who understand that, that, you know, technology is not boom, 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 send, send a three word text message with an emoji out and forget about it. It has to be complemented with the heartfelt human kindness mm -hmm. that goes along with the privilege of being a human being. Um, Brene Brown said it, that, that we have, the quote is, we have an irreducible need for love and belonging. Think about that. Think about what we do, what SCN does with us and what we do with SCN. We, they give us that irreducible need for love and belonging. Mm -hmm. I do that in my office because I have an irreducible need for love and belonging. I have a need for the love of my, the people who come to me. I have a need for the love of my team, especially my front desk person or, you know, then, then the 42 years of this comes to an end. But I try to give that in some way to somebody every single day. And man, yes, I get paid for my work. Yes, I'm making a living. But those hugs that I get, man, that's priceless. The irreducible need for love and belonging. And I don't know if you've seen some of my posts, but I market those hugs. Those hugs are the lifeblood of my practice because my dentistry, my dentistry is the end product of a trusting relationship and, is, and that hug is the end product of the dentistry. So true. Paycheck. Yes, you know, the fee is paid, everything's fine, but the hugs, that, and that doesn't have to be everybody's lifeblood out there. It's mine, and I market it that way. It's so important to, again, like I mentioned earlier on, the best kind of marketing does not look like marketing. Correct. And the number one referral source for new clients, new patients, new customers, new whatever that you want to attract are your current source. You okay? bet. So if you are not practicing kindness. And again, these are basic things. So many of us grew up with, these are basic things. You know, how much we do for kindness. I'll give you an example. I was in, I was traveling somewhere and I was in a bus, you know, the local bus. It was actually New Orleans. I was sitting in the local bus and, you know, New Orleans has those things where you can kind of go around town and they have like yes. a local bus. And I was sitting on it and this elderly gentleman comes on to the bus and I immediately get up and offer my seat because that's just that's just how I grew up. I mean, I grew up in that household where you do that. It, it's it's normal to me. Well, turns out, you know, obviously uh, the gentleman was so shocked that me as a woman, younger woman, got up and offered my seat. To me, it was completely normal because that's normal. And yes. he sat down, and it turned out that he knew somebody. Then conversation, oh, what do you do? Blah 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 blah. I explain what I do. He tells me what he does. Conversation turns out he knew somebody uh, in the dental world who called me up, has no idea about my work. This, this person has never seen my work, has no idea I'm a marketing strategist, a social media coach, doesn't know anything about me except he has my business card. And he said, my friend told me about you and I need help and I want you to work with me. Very cool. 
But the only thing, like you mentioned, well, that happened was a small piece of kindness, which wasn't even a big deal. It wasn't even something huge. But it was that I showed kindness to this man who knew a friend who was a dentist who apparently needed help, who called me up. <laughs> there, you know, we, we commit acts of kindness. And the trick to acts of kindness is not to expect anything back. I belong, um, I belong to a BNI group. And by the way, if there are dentists out there who really want to get their, their um, message out the old-fashioned way, Business Networking International is a great networking group. But our mantra in BNI is giver's gain. And it's, it's really true. The more you give, the more you get. Sometimes it's material, sometimes it's not. But when you have the outward mindset, when you, when you go in into work or into life every day and say, and say, and say, I am here to give something to somebody. I'm not here to suck something out of the world. I'm going to give. And for that give, something will come back to me. Panky's quid pro quo, Ivan Meissner, BNI, giver's game. It's always something for something. And the best kind of giving is the giving that comes without expectation. Hashtag karma. <laughs> yep. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Millennials speak. Thank you very much. This geezer appreciates that. Hashtag karma for all the millennials who are watching right now. That's what we are there talking about, guys. Hashtag karma. No, but it's so true. And, you know, in my presentation when I'm talking about marketing, I have a slide. and I'm going to give this away so all the future presentation people act shocked when you see this. Uh, I, <laughs> I have a slide in my presentation that says what is the secret to marketing and i go around the room and i talk about it and i ask people what do you think is a secret to marketing what do you think is a secret to marketing and we have conversations about it and then the next slide comes in and the answer is the secret to marketing is to care yeah if you care and you show that if you care enough if i mean in general if you care you're going to show it that is the secret to marketing. You know, when you look at big companies, you look at Coca-Cola, you look at Nike, you look at, um, you know, so many controversial companies out there, but you look at so many companies. Coca-Cola doesn't come and tell you what's in a Coke. They're not telling you the sugar and the acid and everything goes on. They're talking about sharing a Coke with a friend. They're talking yeah. about two machines in two different countries and you can high five somebody else in another country. They're talking about, you know, human connection, how sharing a Coke connects you with other people, how it's your go-to drink at a party. You look at Nike, you know, Nike has all these controversial ads where they're talking about different things which are happening mm -hmm. in the world right now. You yeah. look at all these things, they're not talking about the product. That's right. They're talking about the emotion that is attached to that product. Correct. They're talking about what relates to other people. If you were to take dentistry, and if you were to re-change that, if you were to just change your mindset a little bit and change your messaging to go to, let's not talk about what consists in an implant. Let's shift to talking about what can an implant do for you in your life. Yes. And you create that emotional connection. Mm -hmm. That's a sale. One of the... One of the things that I talk about in my co-discovery process with my people, you know, I ask them, 
what are your goals? What, what, how can I help you? If I had a magic wand to wave over your teeth and anything at all would happen, what would those things be? And they would list it to me. But the follow-up question is, what would it mean to you if we were to accomplish that? And then I shut up. I know it's hard to believe, Manal, but I can shut up. It takes some effort or it takes my wife yelling at me but I, or my hygienist or my assistant and shut up and you let people talk. My best dental instruments, my best marketing tools, right here, these guys. And what's left in here. <laughs> Very, very, very true. Well, we have a lot of comments that came in, and I know we are reaching that time, so I want to answer some of this. Uh, Sean Pierce says, hold on, the plank is starting. So I guess when you were talking about doing the plank. Um, All right, Sean, Sean, Sean call me tomorrow morning when you're done. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm not impressed. Uh, Marianne Dreyer says, hi, excited for this. Marianne, thank you so much for joining. So Marianne is one of those people, too. She saw me speak at uh, Jumpstart 2020, no, 2019 in mm -hmm. January. Um, uh -huh. And came to me towards the end of the conference, and she said, "I have no idea what you do, but I need to work with you. So can you call me up and let's decide something?" Now she's working with me, but she had no idea what I do, but she wanted to work with me. So Marianne, Marianne, you. you're you're obviously a person of very good taste, Marianne. Nice job. <laughs> she's awesome. Uh, Dino Wad joined us. Hi, Dino. Thanks for joining us. Um, Shimmy Goldstein says, "Hi, Dr. Alan G. Stern and Manal Sampak. Hello, Shimmy." Yo, Shimmy, come on down and visit again, will you please? Shimmy <laughs> is a young man I'm mentoring. He's a um, he's a student who who wants to go to dental school. He's a great, great young man. Shimmy, if we need to connect, man, let's let's get in touch. Anything I can do for a fellow? Well, you are even uh, are you a millennial or are you a millennial? We should talk about. Um, there's a he's younger than you are. It's hard to believe, Manal, but he's younger than you are. It's so hard to believe. So, uh, you know, it's so funny. Just a fun fact is the millennials are the largest population in the U.S. workforce. Okay. So the millennials have taken over the baby boomers in the workforce. Oh, my God. In the United States. That's correct. So yeah. people who are not marketing the millennials, they need to. But here's the funny part. The I-millennials, the generation after the millennials, okay, these are the ones, uh, you know, who are born, who are just graduating college, okay, these are the ones who are who are in that uh, age group. They have actually taken over in population, the millennials. Mm -hmm. So if you think that Facebook and Instagram are bad, you have no idea what's coming to you in the next 10 years. <laughs> well, let me tell, let me tell you, so all the millennials listening out there, I love you guys because you're supporting my social security when I go to collect it. <laughs> Keep working, folks. <laughs> work, 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 work. All right. Um, I have another comment saying dental clinicians often wear a mask. This is when we were talking about, um, you know, how so many people have, there's a high suicide rate. Yeah. Absolutely, they do. And so important to have that work-life balance. Uh, Dino Watts said, I mentioned the fact that dentists were number one in suicide at an event. Number two. Someone shouted out, someone shouted out, actually, we just became number two. Yes. I was surprised, stopped, and said, it's not a contest. I want you to be in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. And, and it's important, and we don't have the time today, but you and I will speak about this when we see each other in Kansas City in June, but why this happens, and we really need to get into it. 
Um, Do I have a minute for a serious point? Sure, go ahead. So all of us in on this uh, Facebook Live, we all encounter dentists, whether we're dentists, whether we are coaches of any kind, you are going to encounter dentists for your career. With the prevalence out there, chances are very good you are going to find somebody who is depressed. And what I want you to know, every one of you, now this is serious. If you see a dentist or anybody who's down and out and really seems to be carrying a burden, ask the question, hey, are you depressed? And if you can crack them, and if they say they are, I want you to be right there and put a hand on their shoulder and say, I'm here to listen. And if you have the gumption to ask them, please, I hope you're not thinking of hurting yourself. That's what uh, Frank says. I just heard that from Frank's um, a TED talk. You don't know what precious life you might save. Our marketing is important. Our dentistry is important but you don't know whose precious life you might save by a little listening and a simple, innocent question from your heart. Absolutely. Keep that in mind. mind. Every single one of us. Thank you for that. It's, it's absolutely life changing to have that. Like you said, the things you own are the years that you have. Yeah. It's It's real important. It is. Uh, Susan has says, yes, perfection is a killer um, in a myriad of ways. And you are so correct. We in dentistry hygienists and dentists uh, beat ourselves up if we aren't perfect. It begins. Now. In- yeah. Yes, 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 Susan. So dreading the hygiene instructor coming to check my work and getting beat up for leaving one little piece of calculus. Okay. Now, uh, do I have a minute? Yeah, yeah. Susan, let me bump that up a notch. We were educated in that way, and it ain't right, and you know it. Now, when we see that person in our chair, and they haven't been flossing the way we want them to floss, or the way they should, damn it, or else, or else what? Let us learn the lesson of our faulted past, and let's not even pretend to be yelling at these people. Mrs. Jones, I bleeding gums are dangerous. And let me tell you why and go into that. Mrs. Jones, I see here some plaque here. How's your flossing going? Well, Susan, I haven't been flossing the way I should be. No, 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 Mrs. Jones, there's no shoots here. Let's see if we can't bump it up a notch to make you a little better. Because I had an instructor in dental school um, who used to brag that he used to, the dentist did his own hygiene, did his own profies. He used to scrape the, the calculus off, put it on a Ritz cracker and ask the patient, how would you like to eat that? Give me a break. That's educating stupid. We don't want to make, we don't want to be little people. If no one ever taught them how to floss, how the heck are they supposed to know? And if, the, if, if they've lived X number of years without doing it, it's, it takes a little bit of compassionate, cheerleading, coaching, nudging in order to get them to do it. You're not going to yell at me 
Damn it, Alan, get that Facebook leverage. Damn it, Alan, get on there and thank that Facebook reviewer. Damn it, or else. No, you're gonna you're gonna stroke me, Alan. This is the way to do it. This is how you we Susan, we gotta take those lessons and flip them around and turn ourselves into positive influencers of every soul we encounter. Absolutely true. Fear doesn't win. No, it, it, it's garbage. We don't, we've got matter. enough stress. Turn on the TV, there's enough stress. Go to the dentist, go to the dental hygienist and get some comfort. Give some comfort, give them health, give them love. And it's so, and, and it's, it, you know, it's true in every field. Like as a hygienist, I totally understand what Susan is saying. Um, even in marketing, I see there are times where I will have clients who hire me because I provide team training. I provide I train teams to become marketing gurus and handle their marketing. And they will sometimes assign me team members who are clearly like, well, if, if I don't do this, you know, Dr. X, Y, and Z is not gonna like it. Or if I don't, if this is this is what, and it's so much of it is for me is to just take that fear away and to instead yeah. empower them to make the decision and to do it instead of doing it out of fear because what was done out of fear is usually not Correct. Lacks the connection that you need in your messaging. It lacks the the fun, the vibrant, uh, you know, marketing that you want. Yep. It comes out very seriously. So you know, it goes everywhere. And you're absolutely right. So let's take it up a notch. Yeah. On ourselves, and let's look at our actions and say, can I do this differently? Can yes. I do this so that it's not making somebody feel inferior, or it's not making somebody, you know. Because again, if so, you know, how, as hygienists, we talk about flossing all the time. How mm -hmm. <laughs> many of our patients are actually going home and flossing? Mm -hmm. That they, scariness doesn't work. There has to be something in it for them. Absolutely. That, you know, when we, we, we could talk about the risk of cancer, of Alzheimer's, of heart disease, et cetera, et cetera, and try and pull it into them. Give them a why. Everything is a why. Mm -hmm. Education is key and why is a key, but that emotional connection is what you really want. Susan, uh, great point. That, that fantastic comment. Thank you. Uh, we have Dino here saying perfection is a myth. It's a lie. Uh, perfectionists are not looking for things that are perfect. They're looking for imperfections. Perfectionists are generally focused inward on themselves you've got to focus outward toward the, those you're caring for. There is no such thing as perfection. Sorry, well, maybe my wife. <laughs> That's my well, position, I'm taking to it. There's a quote that said that, um, when you, you, know, you don't find somebody who's perfect to love. When you fall in love, you accept them as perfect. So That's right. And that's what you did with your wife. You know, whatever imperfections she has, you have accepted them and said, honey, you are just perfect. You know, and that's, that's, hard for, that's hard for me to do as a flawless person, but I'm somehow capable of doing that. Absolutely. Well, I have. <laughs> Barry here said, uh, I'm more focused love what is. Very true. Uh, Barry, you also said, nothing is a commodity. Everything can be differentiated. Absolutely. Yep. Everything. Is Shoot. that my friend Barry from New Jersey? It's Barry Polunsky. Polunsky. Oh, hey, Barry. Oh, Bar Barry. Barry's a good friend of mine. Barry, I'm so sorry if I didn't pronounce your last name correctly. But yes, Barry. I, I got it right, Barry. I got you covered. We're both New Jersey guys. 
We'll take care of her. Don't worry, Barry. I got I got this for you. you know that I was in New Jersey from 2004 to 2017, right? Sorry, Barry and I are there a lot longer than you're alive. 15 years. I was in Jersey for 15 years. Oh, please. I, I went to Rutgers University. I mean, how much more Jersey can I get? I lived in Central Jersey and North Jersey and South Jersey. I met my husband who's from Jersey. He's, you know, I mean. All right, I'm all you, all right so you're Jersey by association anyway. I am, I am, I am. It was uh, heartbreaking when I, when I gave up my Jersey license and got a Washington State license. Barry and I are both native New Yorkers who relocated to New Jersey. And uh, oh, yeah. there we are. In Barry, fact, my workshop. Remember, Alan, I told you? I, so, my, I've got some obligations at that time, but I will be up there to antagonize you and Heidi at some point during the thing. Gary, yeah. to either antagonize you or buy you drinks. <laughs> well, we have Sean Pierce who said, oh, marketing, talk about an area that we never stop learning about, constant evolution. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Barry says human, uh, the human side of dentistry, yes. Happiness of their people yeah. for dentist care and compound. Yes, a very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. She says, I want to come down again. Uh, we're going to try. Okay, so he's talking to you about when he's going to come down. Susan right. said, point of learning from what we experienced. Mm -hmm. uh, perfect. And uh, Marianne says, Red Sox. Barry says, It's me, the old guy. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, ba Barry is older than me, haha, and always will be. But ba Barry, Barry's uh, in pretty good shape for a geezer just like me. Barry takes really good care of himself, and uh, he is also a pretty brilliant guy to interact with. Oh, well, Barry, thank you so much for watching us live today. And uh, if you're not Facebook friends already, that's, a, that's me as a millennial who uh, connects with people, become my Facebook friend. The last way to reach me is via a phone call. So well, I'm the other way around, but uh, you can call me anytime you want. I am uh, nope. Text me, email me, send me a voicemail, send me you know, send me an Instagram message, send me a Facebook message, send me everything you want, uh, except a phone call. Uh, yeah, probably a small right, well, better than I'll, phone call. I'll take it anyway, but I, I I love talking to people as you can see. And oh, we have to we have to make a deal before we go. Okay. Sure. Yeah. That crazy pose that we did at SCN last year with the crazy hug. Yeah. Or we do it again in in, um, in in June and we post it up right then and there on both of our sites. Yes, let's do SCN 2.0. Excuse me, yes. Right. <coughs> there you go. But yes. There you go. Um, yeah, we're going to do a redo of our post. I was going to post that today and today just became so insanely busy because I fly out for the Hinman tomorrow and life just got very busy. But I get it. But we are going to do a 2.0 on that pause, and we will share that everywhere in June. SCN right. from Kansas City. So that's going to be fun. Well, Alan, if anybody wants to reach out to you, how do they do that? A um, couple of – you can call me, folks. Don't be afraid to call me. Um, my, my, you could call my office, 732-493-8030, 732-493-8030. You can talk to Fran and ask her what it's like putting up with me 24-7. Or uh, go to um, my Facebook page, Better, Richer, Stronger, and ask to get in there and just um, I'll, I'll let you in. You can see some of what I'm doing.
My website is betterricherstronger.com because that is the story of my career. I have emerged from the depths, better, richer, stronger than ever, and I am just getting started. I'm kicking butt and I'm not, and I'm taking names. We're going to have a lot of fun. And if you really want to learn a little bit, my heartfelt goal is to eliminate the pain in dentistry. I know the pain. I've lived the pain. I'm the son of a person who suffered chronic emotional pain. My mother was a Holocaust survivor. I get it. We do not have to have this pain. Life is meant to be enjoyed. Life is meant to be purposeful. Life is meant to give. And in giving comes all of the joy. I can help you find that. Find your why. Build your life around it. The American dream, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Let us use this great profession in this sacred life. Let's find our why and let's serve others while we serve ourselves. I can help with that. I did it. I'm doing it. And I ain't stopping. I love it. Hashtag that was awesome. But All right. <laughs> no, Hashtag I you're the best. Oh, thank you so much, Alamo. Thank you for being a wonderful guest on the show today. If you have all those comments, please feel free to reply to all the comments. Um, and I know you're going to be replying to all your reviews after this conversation. So oh, man, I'm not busy enough. It's past my bedtime. I'm not doing it tonight, but I will. I'm going to do it. And, all right. I love it. If you guys have any questions, you know how to reach us. Um, find us. Yeah, find us Facebook. I mean, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, join my Facebook group, Marketing and Mocktails with Manal, for exclusive tips or stay with friends with me on Facebook page, however you want to connect. But don't call her, folks. <laughs> don't <laughs> call Manal, you are, you are. If I get this call, this call better be the call. <laughs> this call, I am going to be expecting this call that's going to be life changing. No, I'm just joking. You could there definitely you call me. Uh, you have my phone number. My website you can definitely call me that's totally okay again i i am available online as well so thank you so much for joining today alan and if you if you have if anybody has any questions feel free to reach out please do please do and thank you so much for joining us live today we'll reply to all your comments thank you bye bye, -bye. thanks everybody